This is Sustainable-ish with me, Jen Gale, and it is great to have you here. Listen in each week and I hope I can brighten up your day and leave you feeling inspired and excited about the magnificent human being that you are and the power that you have to create a better world. You won't find any expectations of eco-warrior perfection here. There's no obligatory tree hugging. You won't be judged if you drive a car, wear leather shoes or eat the odd pack of Haribo every now and then. I'll be sharing my own gems of wisdom for sustainable-ish living and I also relentlessly scour the internet for people doing amazing things to tackle the big environmental issues that we're facing and I hound them until they agree to come on and inspire us all with their fabulousness and the positive change that they're making. So sit back, listen in and get ready to change the world one baby step at a time. and welcome to series three of Sustainable-ish. I'm back after a slightly impromptu break over April and I'm refreshed and raring to go with a brilliant lineup of guests and episodes to entertain and inspire you to do your bit for a safer, healthier planet and future. We're kicking off the new series with a chat with the wonderful Sisters Against Plastic. As the name implies, Teresa and Mary are two sisters based in Litchfield in Staffordshire who spent 2018 locked in battle (laughs) to see who could reduce their plastic waste by the most. This episode is packed with loads of really actionable tips and if it doesn't inspire you to make a start on reducing your single-use plastic, then I'm really not sure what will. The energy that Teresa and Mary have really comes across during our conversation and I love the way that they've teamed up albeit in friendly competition, to make change happen. And I think it's easy to see how by working together they've been able to buoy each other up and achieve far more than either of them probably would have been able to on their own. As ever, I'll share all the links on the show notes, which you can find at www.asustainablelife.co.uk forward slash podcast. And there you will also find the link to sign up for my weekly newsletter, which has a roundup of podcast episodes and blogs, as well as inspiration for simple swaps for a more sustainable-ish life. So do come and join the sustainable-ish revolution. Right then, paper and pencil at the ready. You will want to take notes, I think, on this one. Enjoy. Hello, Teresa and Mary. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Hi, I'm Teresa. And I'm Mary. Brilliant. And, uh, together we are Sisters Against Plastic. Brilliant. And Mary sat there with a little baby on her lap. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's Eddie. Plastic free baby. Really accommodating of any little cute, cute or uncute little baby noises. In the <laughs> so don't worry about it. So can you guys introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit um, about you and about Sisters Against Plastic? Yeah, thank you. Well, um, I'm Teresa. I, I am the older of the sisters. <laughs> um, I've got three girls aged 12, 10 and 7. Um, and uh, me, uh, my husband and my children have all been on board with all of our, our endeavours over the past year. Uh, Mary here, she's also yeah. got three children. So I'm Mary, my husband's James. I've got three children five three and this newest one who's four months who was born in the plastic year so that brought its own challenges 
Yeah, and together we are Sisters Against Plastic. Brilliant. So the plastic year that you just referred to, that was a year that you two spent um, trying to reduce your single-use plastic. And the thing I love about what you guys have done is that it seems to me, tell me if this is wrong, that you did it as a little bit of a friendly or... Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was friendly most of the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, are, we are sisters, but also best friends as well. Yeah. And but, so yeah, I'll let you t- tell you about how, how it all happened then. So, yes, please. Yes. Uh, so it's uh, our year started in January 2018. Um, uh, but it was, a, it was kind of a build up towards that January. And that was just after watching Blue Planet um, and seeing more and more things in the news all about the plastic pollution and how we need to reduce our plastic use, um, it was always something that I kind of thought, or something that both of us thought, we need to to stop using so much plastic. Um, So, but it always kind of ended up a bit too far down our priority yeah. list you know when we were in the supermarket we were shopping and we were thinking okay we need to feed our family healthy um i need to cater for my vegetarian husband uh we need to keep within budget mm-hmm. i want the children to try new food uh, so many other things and the plastic priority just kept falling further and further down the, the list um but then I had a bit of a light bulb moment and that was December 2017 and it was Christmas and all of a sudden my bin got entirely filled with single use unrecyclable plastic. Yeah. And I looked at that bin and I thought that's one family in one day. Yeah. Yeah. This is happening in every household in the world. You know, this, this is the reality of it. And I just thought I have to do something. So I had a little think and I thought, how am I going to make myself go and stop (laughs) using plastic? And I came up with this wild idea that I was going to go on a plastic diet. Um, So everybody knows that's how you reduce something in your life. You go on a diet. So I thought, okay, I can save all of my plastic every month, weigh that plastic and then try and get that weight down every month. And I, I thought, I'll try, try and do this for a year. And of course, the best way to do that was to get my sister involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, Teresa pitched the idea to me, and I sort of rolled my eyes a little bit and thought, yeah, go on then. It sounds like it, it could be a bit of fun, you know. I'm pretty good at recycling. It yeah. might make much difference to my life. I'll go, I'll go along with this, mm. you know. There's a competition at stake. I always like to win. Yeah. So, um, so we had a little chat over tea and a glass of wine and said, yeah, let's do it. And I think, you know, in the way of diets, the best way to stick to a diet is to shout about it. So the same principle with the plastic diet, let's yeah. blog about it and yeah. tell everyone what we're doing so that they keep us going. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's how it was born. And that first month we said, well, let's keep all of our plastic in January, let's live normally. Yeah, we did a normal January, didn't we? we yeah. Let, let's see the extent of the problem yeah. in, our, in our own homes. So we didn't, we didn't try and do anything in January. And, um, and then we got to the end of the month, collected up all our plastic. And I think it was at this point where we were just completely overwhelmed. It was so shocking. Yeah, it was, it was just absolutely phenomenal. We couldn't believe no. the reality of it. Yeah. I think a lot of the time it's out of sight, out of mind, isn't it? I mean, exactly. I did, in Plastic Free July um, last year, I just collected... A tiny month. piece of plastic. You use, you use that single-use piece of plastic and you put it in your bin or you put it in your recycle bin. Yeah. 
And you think your job's done then. You think that's it, out of sight, out of mind, it's gone. But when you see all of it together for a whole month, the reality, I mean, there's a video on the blog. Um, I had my month's waste, a plastic waste, in uh, on my kitchen floor and it does look like I'm swimming in it yeah and I had some people say to me goodness Teresa how have you managed to use that much plastic but I'll say to them have a look at that waste and see anything in there that you can't say that you use yeah red bags it's um packaging milk bottles milk bottles it's yeah. it, everything all of this is normal it's not until you see it all together that actually the reality is that we are all massively massively contributing to this problem and we can all try and we want to show that we can all try and do something about it yeah and I love the way you talk about it as a diet because yeah. the, the analogy you know that analogy of a traditional diet and wanting to lose weight completely fits in that you know for a while you'll have yeah. been knowing that you're the way or your you know and then something will happen that will make you think right no this is it I'm going to do this and actually going on a diet is much easier if you do it with a friend and going on a diet you know you have those monthly or weekly weigh-ins and stuff so I think it's an absolutely brilliant analogy and I think spreading it over a year really helps as well because otherwise it is overwhelming to just go right today I'm going to go plastic free because you can't do it oh yeah exactly what we we thought when we were because it is overwhelming you looked at this pile of stuff and you thought well I can't change everything all at once because that's just impossible so that that we sort of then took that and each month we focused on something in particular and we had kind of a theme each week each month a theme week where we said right well this month we're going to look at drinks bottles yeah this month we're going to look at laundry products yeah and and that really helped us focus and like you say rather than trying to do it all at once doing focusing on little bits that then became sustainable changes in our life that now in you know March 2019 we're still living with because a lot of it's about embedding new habits isn't it and that does take time that isn't something that happens overnight so as much as me we might want to get to that end result quicker it just is yeah and exactly like a diet isn't it you don't want to you want to do a slow steady habits for life thing yeah completely you know if like you say if you wake up one morning and say right I'm not going to use plastic anymore you'll fail by breakfast yes (laughs) open the door to get the milk out and you're like oh and and then we use the exact the the perfect word there Jen uh, overwhelming yeah it's, it's just too much and so like Mary said by picking that one thing each month, just kind of chipping away at it, yeah, and making those changes, lifestyle changes, and finding that or either the alternative or the reduction. Mm. By doing that is makes it become life changes and it makes it become more interesting as well. You know that little challenge that you've got for that one yes. little thing. Yeah, definitely. So, right, big drum roll. What were the results at the end of the year? <laughs> I'll take. I'll take this one. I'll look at Mary gloat here for a little bit. <laughs> So the, the December 31st, we weighed our, our plastic and trees had reduced by 73% since January. I can't remember what the final figure was. Yours was 231 but, grams. But, so that I'd reduced by 91% and my total weight for December was 321 oh, grams. So. Wow. So I think I filled one cereal packet. So I was pr- pretty pleased with myself. So I get to go home with the trophy and keep... <laughs> <laughs> The, the trophy thing was really interesting, actually, because yeah. it, it did show the reality. You'll see if you look at all of the figures for the month, for, for the whole year. There's a couple of months. 
<laughs> a little Eddie joining in. Yeah, hi Eddie. Uh, there's a couple of months where actually I don't decrease my plastic use, I actually increase it a little yeah. bit. But that, that is the reality, you know, like you say, like in a diet, sometimes you don't have a great month, you know, yeah. sometimes you do eat that piece of cake. <laughs> I always eat a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> but what was really good, and it goes back to the, the, the way that we approached it, is every month, I remember thinking, how am I ever, how is it still going to be yeah. decreasing? And every month it did, apart mm. from you know, the odd flip, that because we were doing things that were sort of ingrained within our lives, it meant that it kept going down. And by, by sort of November, December, we weren't actually making big changes anymore. We were just reaping the benefits of the changes we'd made previously. Yeah. Does Eddie need a break or is he all right? Uh, so I'm going to go put him in his bed, see if he'll uh, <laughs> go for a little sleep. <laughs> He's had his milk. I'm still here, don't worry. Cool, okay, fab. So what were the um, three easiest swaps you would say you made? Oh, well, um, yeah, the, there's definitely some absolute classic easy swaps, you know, so obviously everybody knows, you know, take that water bottle with you, take yeah. that tote, tote bag with you, you know, that's that's the absolute basic minimum, that, and that's so simple that literally everybody can yeah. Uh, then there's a few other really easy swaps. Um, we found it very, really easy to change from liquid soap to a bar of soap. Yeah. Um, and that's at the sink and in the shower as well. And there's so many different soaps that you can get there. So you can get that nice moisturising soap for the shower and you can yeah. get that beautifully smelling soap. You can get a deodorising soap. So in the shower, it is completely possible as well. Now, I tried that swap. Um, my kids really weren't that up for it. Right. Were yours, did yours react all right to the, especially, you know, like hand washing at the sink? They were just like, what do I do with this? <laughs> and I, you know, and we sort of did it, but, um, but I just never really trusted yeah. them actually washing that. No, no, yeah, this is, this is a really good example of actually sometimes something doesn't work for you, mm. but there are, there are even more alternatives. So I'm, I'm very lucky. My, um, my, my kids and my, my husband all got, got completely on board with that. However, um, Mary, um, go, go on about your shower gel that you've made. Uh, yeah, so I made, with, with using a bar of soap, we made some liquid soap. And, I mean, you, you sort of melt, it's essentially a bar of soap that you melt down and turn into liquid. Yeah. And then you, put it, you can put it in the dispenser and you're achieving the same thing. So you can still have the convenience of pumping it out and you yeah. know what you're used to mm. um, but you're not having to buy a plastic uh, bottle full of the, the liquid soap so that, that worked for us mm. I've, I've tried that as well before and it's kind of gone a bit blobby so I don't know <laughs> <laughs> there, there is definitely a knack to it so yeah because I know there'll be lots of people listening thinking oh that's a good idea so what yeah, yeah. It, it, it took us a few attempts and Mary's kitchen did smell of soap <laughs> <laughs> In the end, the best way we grated it all, yeah, and then um, and then we melted it uh, for quite a while actually with much more liquid than it, the recipe that we followed suggested. So, did you do it in like a double boiler thing, or did you just do it in a saucepan? Just did it in a saucepan. Yeah, just did it in a saucepan. Grated bar of soap, and then how much water do you reckon? Oh. I think probably one bar of soap was about a liter of water. Okay, we did, we did put make a video of it on our blog. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, but I think we definitely sort of as as it was melting, we like added. You know, you have to sort of add it and you know a bit of trial and error, and we put a bit of glycerin in as well, which okay. gave it a thickening so that yep. it wasn't just sort of water coming out. And then once um, it's all melted, and do you sort of give it a whisk or a stir and. 
yeah, yeah just give it stir. stirring constantly yeah. yeah 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 and then and then do you let it cool before you then put it in your pump dispensers oh yeah definitely yeah, yeah we made that mistake yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean and, and it, is, it is a bit different like after a while it goes a bit gloopy but you just give it a good shake yeah, yeah. And then when you put it in, in the bath, you maybe need to sort of swirl it around with your hand to get the, the bubbles. Yeah. But um, it still, you know, it smells like soap. It functions like soap. Yeah. yeah. It's good. So you use that for hand wash and for shower gel? Yeah. So baths for the kids, because my kids all still have like a bath and they like their bubbles. So Oh, okay. So it works as bubble bath? Yeah. yeah Brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, my... my um, solution, my I call it my plastic-free-ish solution, mm-hmm. is to get... There's a company called Faith in Nature that do big five litre bottles of shampoo and shower gel. And I just use the shower gel for bubble bath, for shower gel and for hand soap and just sort of run around filling things up. Yeah, Um, well, that's that's actually one of the things, you know, that um, often we say you can't eliminate the plastic from everything. Yeah. Um, but sometimes if you think about it, you can reduce the plastic. Yeah. And so bulk buying, like you say, like bulk buying a five litre tub is much better than buying, you know, a 10 of the tiny little yeah. bottles with all with the, um, the soap dispenser pump on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So a lot of the time it's not about eliminating plastic. It's just about the reducing the plastic. Yeah. So I interrupted you in the middle of your three um, and I can't remember, was the soap number one or number two? Uh, soap was, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, soap was number two. Uh, no, yeah, soap was number one, sorry. <laughs> soap was number one. Uh, the second one is uh, milk. Yeah. Right, so we found that a really nice, easy swap. Um, however, uh, that is one where classically you're paying yeah. more. Yeah, it is more expensive. Um, I have changed milkman over the past year. Um, I have found that actually finding a local milkman is cheaper. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but it is it is more expensive, but it saves on so much plastic. Yeah. And it's really convenient as well, actually. Oh, it's lovely yeah. to come down in the morning and find some, yeah. you know, some fresh milk on your doorstep. That, and that. there is an argument that it saves you money because the number of times, we've probably all done it, that you go into the shop to get, I'm just going to go in and get some milk and then you come out with, yeah. you know, a bag full of shopping. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. And I think I say to people as well that none of these swaps have to be all or nothing. So if the milk is more expensive and that's a stretch, just do it week on, week off or do it, you know, just at the weekends or just because every little really does help. Yes. This is, in fact, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's a lot of people think that making these, making these switches means the ultimate. It's not an all or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. I've got a friend that lives just a, co- a couple of doors down, and she actually she apologised to me because she said, "We're getting a milkman, but I'm I'm only getting about half of my milk." Yeah, I'm really sorry, Teresa, but I said, <laughs> so, "Goodness, wait, there is absolutely no need to apologise for this. Nobody should be apologising for it. Y- using the milkman just for half of your weekly yeah. milk, absolutely brilliant." Yeah. Or, or, yeah, or other things that we've talked about, you know, using the shampoo bar only every other hair wash. Yeah. You know, that's just as good because you're mm. using half as much from a bottle. Yeah. You yeah. know, don't try and make things too difficult for yourself. Otherwise, you'll never stick to it and yeah. then it fails completely. Yeah, it is. It is like the diet analogy again, isn't it? If you go all out and yeah. make life really miserable and really hard, you're never going to stick to it. It's got to be stuff yeah. that will fit in with you and your life. Yeah, absolutely. So what's number three? We've got... Um, Soap, and we've got milk bottles. Uh, number three is laundry. 
Oh. Uh, so all of those tubs of the liquid um, detergent mm-hmm. and softener and things. And this is a great one for saving money. Yeah, so I, I now use an eco egg. Uh, oh, okay. An eco egg. And it's basically a little egg with natural pellet, mineral yeah. pellet inside. And you just stick it in your drum and use it over and over and over and over again. And you, you have to refill the pellets. I've refilled twice in the last year. Okay. Um, so you refill every five or six months and it just, just keeps going and it gets things. We did kind of test. Uh, we tested all the different products that we managed to find and it does the job. And it and I've not back ever since. Yeah. And as well, I think it is cheaper. So, oh, so losing a lot of eggs massively cheap. Yeah, you have to you pay a little bit more to start with to get the egg, but then as I say, I've only refilled twice in a year. Um, so I've spent ten pounds on laundry products in the last year, and that's with three kids. So that's some yeah. pretty good. Guess. Yeah, <laughs> and using cloth nappies. Yeah. <laughs> and did you add any essential oil? Because I think that's something that people find a little bit off-putting, isn't it? That there's no we're so used to our your laundry smelling a certain way. Yeah, and I think that's what I've said to people when they've asked me about it. Is it doesn't get you know a lot of the laundry detergents they have a really strong fresh smell, mm-hmm. and you don't get that with the egg. There is a yeah. faint smell, but it's not like your standard uh, yeah, yeah. detergent. So yeah, I put a few drops of essential oil just directly into the egg, mm-hmm. and then and then that gives a gives a smell. And I've also found through Eco Egg as well, you can get drier eggs. So oh, okay. if tumble drying. Um, you can put them in with your in with the, t- the stuff in the tumble dryer and it makes it makes the clean the drying more efficient and it does actually give more of a smell it's got a thing inside it oh, that okay. uh, freshens it up so that's quite a good thing to use with it as well cool so we've done the three easiest things what's what's been the hardest thing is there anything that you've still not cracked oh yeah there's <laughs> lots of stuff that challenge us definitely um for me uh, the absolute hardest thing is treats and snacks. Yes. With the children as well, especially. It's, yeah. And, and a husband that definitely enjoys his packets of, packets of crisps. Yeah. It's really, really tricky. Um, bless them. My girls were so good. You know, they, they really took it on board. And when we, we were in a, in a news agent, and I'd say to them, yes, you can go choose your sweets. <laughs> All three of them would stand there at the sweet counter and they would be basing their decision on the packaging of the sweets. I've done that before. <laughs> Basically, you can have Smarties. Or yeah, yeah, <laughs> munchies. Smarties, munchies and Rolos. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all they, they, they limited themselves to. Yeah. Oh, they love Easter because then they could have a Capri's cream. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so treats and snacks is really, really difficult. And of course, being kids, you know, they often share these, you know, birthdays. Yeah. You know, they all come out from the classroom. You know, they've all shared a packet of Haribo. Oh, they? God, yeah. And I'm not going to deny them, the children, yes. that, you know, this is, it's part of growing up, isn't it? Especially, you know, my seven-year-old that comes out with a packet of Haribo. I'm not going to say, give that back, you can't have that. I Absolutely. know, yeah. I'm never going to do that. Yeah. But it is nice to see them actually thinking about it a little bit. Yes, yeah. And so how did the family react? How did, how did you get them on board? Uh, well, <laughs> the husbands were the funniest, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I think... Um, so I think, I think, again, my husband was a bit sort of sceptical and just about it and was like, oh, go on then, Mary, whatever you... <laughs> and actually, as the year progressed, he got really into it. He was doing graphs for us. Oh, my God. What, what we were doing, what was the work, you know, what the culprit was for <laughs> the most amount of plastic. 
Um, so they, he got really into it, and by the end of the yeah. year, he was determined to win that trophy. <laughs> oh, he was so competitive. It yeah. was really funny. Yeah, my, my husband, um, yeah, he's used to my kind of all or nothing ideas, you know, mm, I'm gonna yeah. do something, I'm going to do it properly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember uh, that fateful day in January when me and Mary sat having a cup of tea and uh, discussing, you know, starting this whole project. Uh, I remember my husband coming home from work and uh, um, I pitched this idea to him. I said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be saving our plastic for the months. We're going to be weighing it. And he looked at me and he rolled his eyes and says, Teresa, of all the crazy things you could have come up with doing, this wasn't even on my risk list. <laughs> uh, again, he's, he's hugely got on board and uh, bless him, at the supermarket, he tries really hard. He's so pr- proud of himself when he finds a plastic-free product and he comes home and tells me. Yeah. He's always reading articles and sending them to me. Um, uh, and things like so, and it's it's really really nice to to have the family and the whole community on board. You know, yeah. so many all of our friends have been sending us messages of encouragement and ideas. Um, uh, it, it's been really really lovely to see so many people get on board with it, and that people are really thoughtful as well. You know, come Christmas time, all our friends and family, you know, and they're buying presents for us and for the children. They would always say, oh, "I really." thought about what I could get that was yeah. plastic free and and it was really nice and, and actually it opened their eyes up to Absolutely. the fact that you can live a different way yeah. you know and so they all started thinking about it coming up with new ideas it was brilliant and I think that there's something about the fact that you guys have done it together and done it as a competition because um a few years ago I went to a, a film screening of a documentary I don't know if you've seen it it's called clean bin project I think and they were a couple and it was Jen and Grant and they they had a competition to see who could buy the least for a year and who could throw away the least for the year all right and I just remember thinking do you know what because I still feel a bit sheepish going into the supermarket with like my Tupperware yeah so and I just thought god if I could go in and say do you know what I'm not being a complete weirdo but I'm having this competition (laughs) I really want to be the one that wins can you that would almost give me permission to or an excuse I guess for doing it yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah you are really, right yeah and we you know we did silly films in shops and we <laughs> got like the butcher at Morrison's to have a photo with us <laughs> all these ridiculous things that I would never have done if trees on there egging me on saying come on you know yeah. we've got to do this so yeah you're definitely right like having that between us made us give us a lot more confidence just to be yeah. a, bit, a bit silly and you can bounce ideas off each other and all that sort yeah. of thing. I think it's so, so helpful. Yeah. Um, how did you explain what you were doing and why you wanted to do it to the kids? Uh, funnily enough, the kids were quite aware of it anyway. Mm. I think, you know, they, they watch um, like news round on the, yeah. uh, on the telly and just kind of, you know, it's the kind of plastic problems kind of creeping in even to yeah. you know, normal TV for the kids. Um, and they, they hear about it kind of like through news and, and adults talking about it. So they're kind of aware of it. Mm. Um, but explaining it to them about, obviously, the, the real dangers. I mean, there's obviously some very harrowing pictures yeah. see about the damage that, um, that plastic can have on the wildlife. And it is something that we've been quite careful of when we go and talk to young groups. Yeah. We go and talk to uniform groups and into schools now. And and it is something that we kind of have to say, right, at what level do we do we speak at for this? You know, yeah. It's very difficult to say to a five-year-old, you know, 
balloon that balloon that you've got from that party yeah. that can kill birds you know that's that's a bit much for a five-year-old yes. yeah. yeah so we have to kind of talk to the kids on their level mm. of, you know what and and essentially what how much impact they can have on their own lives yeah a five-year-old has no control about what's in their own home yeah you know, we're the adults, we're the parents. We control exactly what goes in their own home. Yeah. It's all just kind of influencing. You know, they see that actually we are using the reusable cups. We are reusing the uh, the plastic-free items mm. and buying plastic-free. And it just kind of slowly creeps into the consciousness, I think. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because my children are a little bit younger. Um, for them, I think that the plastic thing, they almost don't see us as taking it away that mm. because because now they've just living a life where we have less yeah so they're, they're now just growing up with well we just don't want plastic whereas yeah. you know, for us and particularly the older children they're like oh we're not we're no longer allowed this or we can find mm. some alternative my children because they're a bit that bit younger they just think oh well, we just don't have that and that's yeah. that's the way that they live their life yeah. and hopefully that that's what they'll continue as, mm. as they grow up yeah it's hard to find that balance though isn't it because like you said the kids then you saying yes you can have some sweets and then standing there and or feeling guilty when they come out of school with a packet of sweets because they know you're going to be like oh it's in plastic or you know going to a party and coming home with a party bag and and it makes me cringe when I see them but I just have to sit on my hands and just yeah have to let them be kids yeah absolutely and we also when when we've talked to the schools and things we've also had to be really careful about saying don't go out to the playground now and have a go at all your yes if they've got yeah. a plastic bottle you know not it's not all bad and yeah. it's about trying to be kind and yeah. helping people yeah. rather than sort of telling people off because you know what kids are like yeah they're, they're oh yeah yeah. We do make a special message at all of our talks <laughs> saying right at the end, right, don't tell people off if they're using plastic. They're not naughty. Yes. You know, we try and encourage them. Instead, if you see somebody using a reusable bottle, say, oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's nice. And, yes. You know, rather than, oh, look at you with your fruit shoot, you're naughty. Yes. Yeah. Bloody fruit shoots. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Teresa, you said before we started recording that um, your ten-year-olds just had a birthday party. Now they can be like oh. plastic crazy. Yeah, birthday yeah, party. they are. Um, the one of the great things because, like, because the, the kids are slightly older, and mm-hmm. I think also because of the com- competitive element yeah. with, with their auntie Mary, <laughs> yes. um, and all of them have in the past year said, "Can we have plastic-free party bags?" Yeah. Um, even my daughter for her twelfth birthday in September said, um, "I'm not sure what I want to do for my birthday party, but let's make it plastic-free." <laughs> and and she struggled. Um, but she really enjoyed a day walking around the shops with me, looking at items that we could put in the party bags. Yeah. And my seven-year-old loved a day decorating her paper party bags. Oh. Yeah, so th- there is that element of, okay, let's make this fun. But, you know, and they, they do think about things. But, yeah, the parties are really tricky, really yeah. tricky. So if there's somebody sat at home listening or out on a dog walk or listening in the car and they sort of are looking slightly sheepishly around their home at all the, or, you know, they open the bin and that feeling of overwhelm that we talked about at the beginning, all plastic, what's a good place to start? So I think what we found and as the year went on and it became harder and harder to eliminate stuff, Mm. find things, 
we did a number of points throughout the year. We did what we call a plastic audit. Mm-hmm. So we collected our, obviously we were collecting our plastic and we'd recommend collect your plastic for as long as you can bear, you know, yes. <laughs> um, and, and then just look at it and say, right, what's the biggest offender here? And just take one thing and say, okay, I'm going to get rid of, maybe it's milk bottles. For me, one of the big things was we drink a lot of fizzy water. Yeah. I looked at all my waste and I thought, if I get rid of that, then that's already half of it gone. Yeah. That's what, so I tackled that and just, just really get size up the problem, select a couple of things that you think you can change that, that will be sort of sustainable and, and take it from there. And then maybe in a few months time, do that again. Yeah. See where you're at. Yeah, that's brilliant advice. And what did you do for fizzy water for your alternative? So I've now got a soda stream, which is My brilliant. kids love our soda stream. <laughs> yeah, I know, the joy of pressing the button. I mean, who knew? <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, and that's great. And it tastes good. It's, it's easy to use. And there we go. Solution, yeah, problem solved. Brilliant. And what single-use plastic are you now left with? For me, it's cereal packets. Yeah, um, we eat a lot of cereal, and we just can't can't seem to get rid of those cereal. You know, and the yeah. kids still want their uh, cornflakes or whatever, yeah. so you can't just put them on porridge yeah. a week, even though we did try in December. Um, so I think that's where where it's just not going to go. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's um, in the in the bathroom. Still, we do have a a lot of plastic in there. The um, the children get a bit of eczema. Mm-hmm. and um and the creams and the ointments that come along with that and yeah. some medicines you know taking paracetamol and things like yeah. that you know that's that's a really difficult one in, in fact almost impossible one yeah. to, to eliminate and that's the example where you, you should never look sheepishly at that you yeah. know at some point we have to say we have massive power as a consumer but the manufacturers yeah. do have to take responsibility here as well this is a two-way street yeah and I think there's there's such a lot to be said for picking your battles if you can't find a milkman or if you can't um you know you have to get an online supermarket shop or something then then pick something else look at the bathroom or and like you said those things that you're left with the especially things like medicines I see people posting in Facebook oh, I really feel really bad about all the waste because I've got this condition of condition. oh my god don't because yeah. you don't want to look after yourself never feel bad about having plastic in your home um in fact it's, it's quite funny I had a friend come around the other day and she raised her eyebrow at me and says oh you still got what's this plastic soap dish here for yeah and I thought, I looked around, I thought, I might not have any plastic in my house. And then oh I, thought, I looked at this soap dish, this plastic soap dish, and I thought, I really should change that for a bamboo one or something. And I thought, hang on a minute, I bought that 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfectly usable. I'm not going to throw that in the in landfill mm, when it's mm. perfectly decent. You know, this is going to last for years and years and years. There is a place for plastic in our homes. It's that addiction to plastic and that single-use plastic and that excessive use of plastic that we yeah. need to, that we need to try and curb. Yeah, so, it's the single-use plastic, isn't it? Because absolutely. if you look at your phone, if you look at the chair you're sat on, if you look at your, you know, there's plastic everywhere. And I don't think we can, you can't be plastic-free, but it's that single-use plastic. And as yeah. you said, that that almost addiction to the disposability of it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We always say you can't live plastic free, but you absolutely can reduce your plastic use. Yeah. And I think we're really all as human beings, very guilty of looking at the stuff we haven't done instead of looking back and thinking, oh my God, well this time last year I had a whole bin full of plastic and now I've got a cereal bag full. Like, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
And you do kind of look shamefully back at the past. Yeah. I mean, today we, we put a post on our blog about balloons. Mm. Uh, but it's only in the past year or so that we've become aware of this. I remember buying balloons for my, my children when they turned one, two, three. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we, we've all, all done it. it. We've yeah. all done that. We've all made these mistakes. Yeah. Um, and we shouldn't feel guilty about that. Now we know about the mistakes. Yeah. Now we can make these changes. Yeah. And glitter. God, I used to make oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, glitter. so much glitter. <laughs> And now I'm like, oh, and now I've still got some glitter in the thing that just never comes out and I don't know what to do. <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. like, yeah. What do you do with that stuff you've already got? Like we had some plastic straws, but obviously I can't get them out because yeah. 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 Shout, you know, they, you can't be using plastic yeah. straws, but I'm like, but I've already got them. So what yeah. Do I do? Yeah. yeah. So you guys throughout the year have had some amazing opportunities in terms of the press coverage and all those sorts of things that have happened. Can you tell us about some of them? Yeah, yeah. Mary, do you want to tell them about White and Jack? Yeah, so it gave us a really great opportunity to meet loads of interesting people and do some pretty crazy things. Mm. Um, so one, one of the things that we got involved in was um, an inflatable amnesty. Yes, I so, saw that. It's brilliant. Yeah. So company White and Jack, they, they were collecting inflatables and turning them into really lovely bags and things. So we got involved in that. And, you know, we were going around collecting from all our friends and packaged it all off. And um, Teresa's now got one of the amazing oh, bags. Oh, it's so it. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I loved, I saw that bag on one of your Facebook posts and I was like, I have been eyeing that bag up. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was a treat from my husband to me for Christmas, yeah. that was. Oh, it's it was so beautiful. <laughs> it's really cool just seeing what other things people do. So there was that. And then with the baby coming along, we went along to the NCT Cloth Nappy Library and we got involved with them and kind of... and. Um, spread the message about other ways that you can uh, get nappies for your children. Yeah. So just kind of meeting all these, all these yeah. different people. It's been really lovely having the opportunity to talk to the younger generation as well. You know, they, we've been invited into schools and to lots and lots of uniform groups, you know, to brownies and guides and mm. clubs and scouts and things. And that's been really, really lovely to, to hear the younger generation actually come up with genuine ideas of what they can do to... Yeah reduce plastic in their own little lives. It's amazing, you know, and I'm very pleased to say that lots of the parents of these kids yeah. have been messaging us since saying, oh, my little Johnny's told us we're not allowed to use this yes. anymore. We're doing this instead and we're <laughs> stopping using this or we're reducing that. It's you the best of power, isn't it? I love it. It is, yeah. yeah. And so it's really lovely to hear the younger generation be so enthused about it. And to empower them, as you said, you know, five-year-old has very little control over what comes into the house, yeah. but to empower them that there are different choices that they can make. And for them to learn that at the age of five or seven or 10, that's phenomenal. That's yeah. 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 And so you've, you've talked to us about Wyatt and Jack, but you've also done some awesome things in your community as well. You do community litter picks and you've got a buying group as well. Yeah. yeah, so the litter picks are coming up. We're part of the Great British Spring Clean. We're looking Great forward to those. And uh, I'll let Mary tell you about the buying group because she's, <laughs> she's been the lead on that. And I think she's absolutely phenomenal for doing this. Oh. That was kind of born out of, I think it was about October time. And there were those niggling little bits of plastic that we just couldn't get rid of. You know, your packets of rice, your packets mm. of pasta, um, your, your lentils, your cereals, things like that. And if you're lucky enough to have a zero waste shop in your town, brilliant. Because you yeah. can and fill your own containers but we don't so I thought let's um let's start a buying group so it's like a little cooperative and basically 
um, people become members of the group and I put in a bulk order for everyone to come and buy purchase off me and so in my garage I've got <laughs> like a little sort of Heath Robinson-esque shop going on where people come along with their containers and fill up with their dried pulses and their rice and their oats and their dried fruits and dried nuts and it is really lovely like and it's become quite a community yeah. social, uh, social thing and people yeah. people are really really love it and it's and that's given us another way to meet people to hear other ideas mm. what else is going on so yeah we're loving that and it's so do you just have like a set day every few months where people can come and buy or can people just like come and knock on your door and <laughs> no it, it's um so basically yeah once a month I do an or put in an order and then have a collection day and they come along and collect on that day brilliant yeah we just so had an open day to... last weekend. Yeah, it's an yeah. open day where we were open all day Sunday and everyone came along. And I mean, we had a queue out the, out, out the driveway. <laughs> really? Hours, yeah. yeah. And it was just really, really beautiful to hear and see so many people um, chatting about what they're doing in their lives to reduce plastic. Yeah. We'd be really enthused about doing all of this and sharing ideas and... And, uh, and buying all of these things plastic free people were so excited yeah, to get all of their stuff plastic free it was uh, amazing I think so, like stepping back in time as well you know, yeah it's like an old sweet shop yes you know, and you put it in you know your little bag or whatever so it's, it's really nice have you got any information then up on your blog if anyone's listening and thinking god I'd love to do that to set one of those up in my area about how people do it and where to order from and all those kinds of things um so well so we don't formally at the moment. We've got um, the buying group has its own page, uh, mm-hmm. its own group page on Facebook, which you can go on. But what we are trying to put together in the next couple of months is a website where we'll put be putting stuff like that, you know, because uh, people are coming to us and saying, "Oh, how did you do that? Why mm-hmm. did you have?" You know, we're, ha- we're sharing that on an ad hoc basis. But I think yeah. I think you're right. It'd be good to have somewhere that for us to yeah. to put all that for people it, to refer to. Yeah. If any if anyone's listening and they're thinking they want to set one up, by all means, get in touch with us through Facebook or yeah. in, or email us, and uh, and we're happy to help people set these things up because it, it sounds doable. When you you know the yeah. thought of setting up a zero waste shop or something like that is like oh, but to yeah. do that sounds really doable. And as you say, a brilliant way of um, reaching out into the community and things. And and so. To just have someone go, if you want a bulk load of pasta, go here. If you want a yeah. bulk load of whatever, yeah. go here. Then um, yeah. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's, we've been talking about the because uh, you know, obviously, you know, in a, in an ideal world, we'd we'd love a shop where we could stand there all day and our lovely yeah. and, uh, and serve people there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the reality is that's uh, very time consuming. Yes. And expensive and or hats off to anybody that sets up their own plastic free shop um we're in complete awe of people that can do that yeah the reality is we're not in a position where we can do that but what we do do with our um, buying group uh has such an effect and in is almost risk-free it's amazing yeah i love it so what's next for you i feel really guilty saying what's next you've both got (laughs) (laughs) doing all this (laughs) We've got lots more schools and uniform groups yeah. lined up, so we're going in to speak to them. We're going to, as, as I mentioned, we're, we're hoping to set up a website so we can sort of consolidate all of this information because we do get, and it's great, we get people coming and asking us questions about all different things. Mm. It'd be good to have somewhere that you can just pull off that information. So yeah. we're hoping to get that, get that set up. Yeah. 
um, and just yeah, more of the same. I think it's um, the the word is spreading. Uh, we've we had um, a new a European TV channel come and interview us, so we're going I to Germany that. now. So who knows what might come out of that? <laughs> yeah. Where can we find you online? Oh yeah, so um, we're on Facebook. Um, that's uh, our main blog is on Facebook, Sisters Against Plastic. Our buying group is on there as well. It's uh, that's linked, Sisters Against Plastic Buying Group. Uh, we are on Twitter, um, uh, SA Plastic Two Thousand Eighteen. Uh, those those are our two uh, media channels at the moment. But like Mary says, we're hoping to set up a website because I know a lot of people aren't on social media yeah, and they want to get their hands on all the information and the tips and tricks and swaps and redu- reductions that we've, uh, we can help people do. Um, so we're hoping to set up that and uh, with a, um, a YouTube channel as well because we've got loads of videos of things we do like making the soap yes. and using different products and how to do this and how to do that and where to shop so so yeah we've, we've got a few, a few ideas in the pipeline it's finding ideas you know with the, both of us with three children <laughs> trying to balance <laughs> the time <laughs> But I think, again, that's so lovely that it's the two of you because there'll be days where one of you's going, what the hell are we doing? Like, yeah. I'm just knackered. And the other one can pick it up and keep the energy going for, for, for both of you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's really nice having, uh, having each other on board with all yeah. of this. Very, very much appreciated. I couldn't have done it without it, could you, Mary? No, no, definitely not. Like, I, we yeah. couldn't have done this without each other. Oh, <laughs> that's so lovely. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for your time and thank you to Eddie for being a little superstar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. This will inspire so many people. I'm sure it will. Oh, I really hope so. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great journey. Very rewarding journey to go on. You've been listening to Sustainable Ish, you wonderful sack of loveliness with me, Jen Gale. Hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old grey matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably. Do let me know what that is. I love to hear about the changes that people are making, big or small. Every single one counts. If you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you have, do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is and it will show up in more people's feeds. Or at least I think that's how it works. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time.